I mean, wouldn't that be weird if we actually started the podcast with just the outtakes? Yeah. Because this is all the stuff that we use at the Christmas party, if, the, if, you, if you guys have a Christmas party. We usually party. do a lot of blackmail, I mean, after these. So it's, it's you know, it works out. Uh, mm. Hope you don't mind. Well, that's fine. We're joking now. I've always wanted to be blackmailed. I'm going to really go off. What is it? There's no such thing as bad publicity? You know? Yeah, there you go. There well, is actually, no such thing. You know thing. what? In this, day, in this day and age, there really is. I think so, too. I yeah. agree with Bob. I just want to be in one of those scenes where the FBI is trying to tell me what to say on the phone, but I say what I want to say anyway. I love that. Oh, okay. Sounds like a good scene, Rudy. <laughs> that, that would be to the blackmailer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, here's my Visa card. Then we take PayPal. We take yeah, we take PayPal and we take American Express. Okay, so that's fine. All right. Welcome to Feel the Ad Love, a podcast produced by Radio Lounge, featuring conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising, voiceover, and podcasting incredible. Hi, this is Bruce Abbott with Radio Lounge, and we take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising, marketing, voiceover, training, and podcast platforms where we explore current trends and topics. And just so you know, Radio Lounge is a destination for audio production services, for broadcast, film, on-location audio experiences, and digital media. We also offer podcast training, production, distribution through our new podcast studios, voice coaching, and the production of high-end voice talent demos. Bottom line... Every day is a new adventure in sound and voice. And so drop by for a virtual visit anytime at RadioLoungeUSA.com. I'm Ray Shillins, and today we've got a conversation. We're talking for the next uh, several months here in the podcast with Phil the Adlove. We are talking uh, with the Society of Voice Arts and Sciences. Sovas.org is the uh, is the website. And uh, coming up in December, on the 19th of December, at the Guggenheim Museum in New York City is going to be the Voice Arts Awards, a very big event. It's going to be in person, and uh, that's a really exciting part. So mm-hmm. what we've done is we've got uh, Rudy and Joan, who have, uh, are uh, the cornerstone of this organization, uh, trying to get the word out about not only about the podcasting but about everything that Sovas does because they do so much. Yes. So they came up with uh, an opportunity for us to chat with a gentleman that you probably know. Uh, you know him for so many different voices. His name is Bob Bergen. And Bob took some time out. Bob's a busy guy. We couldn't uh, do this podcast until uh, actually an evening because he works. Uh, he's a hard worker. He is. He's an incredible work ethic. But he's also a really funny guy. I mean, truly, really funny. You will enjoy this conversation because Bob is good friends with Rudy and Joan, and you'll hear that synergy throughout the conversation. You're going to laugh a lot. You're going to enjoy uh, what you're going to hear, and you're going to find out a lot more about the business that we absolutely love, which is the art of voice acting. And you're going to find out a lot more about Bob Bergen. And before we get into our conversation today with Bob Bergen, I want to make sure that uh, you uh, get a chance to meet, if you don't already know, uh, both Rudy and Joan. Rudy Gaskins is the co-founder, chairman, and CEO of the Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, SOVAS, you know that, an international nonprofit corporation that oversees That's VoiceOver Career Expo, the Voice Arts Awards, and multiple programs providing training, education, academic, financial aid scholarships, career counseling for voice actors. Sovas is the longest-running voiceover conference in the world. Can you believe that? And has honored legendary talents like James Earl Jones, Lily Tomlin, Muhammad Ali, William Shatner, Nancy Cartwright, Sigourney Weaver, Patrick Howard Fraley, Phil Lamar, and Malcolm Jamal Warner. (laughs) That's some serious stuff, folks, and that's Rudy. Now, here's the other half of that incredibly wonderful equation, and her name is Joan Baker. Joan is an American author, actor, voiceover artist, on-camera host. She is the co-founder, CCO, and secretary of the Society of Voice Arts and Sciences. As a voice actor and producer, Joan has won a combined six Telly Awards, two Promax BDA Awards. Her voice acting work includes commercials, promos, narration, for ESPN, ABC's The View, HLN, TBS, HBO, Grand Theft Auto, Showtime, Nickelodeon, so much more. But here is the secret sauce about Joan and about Rudy. These are two people who dearly and truly love the voiceover industry. 
And the coolest part about that is they're sharing that love of the industry. By doing the 8th Annual Voice Arts Awards, Sunday, December 19th, at the Guggenheim in New York City. They'll be streaming the event as well, which is a phenomenal thing to do because obviously you might not be able to make it there, but that's okay. They've got you covered with that as well. Sovas.org is the place to go. And as we're recording this podcast, their latest newsletter just came out. It talks so much more about what uh, Sovas is doing. Some really fun articles from their latest newsletter and so much more. So, And that's free. You sign up for that at sylvas.org. Let's find out more. Once again, mark the dates, December 19th through the 21st. It's not just an award show, but it's a really cool award show at the Guggenheim. Uh, Sylvas also produces a virtual conference called That's VoiceOver Career Expo for anybody, anybody looking to break into the world of voice acting. The conference is for three action-packed days, December 19th through the 21st. And guess what? Bob Bergen will also be a part of that. So there you have Sovas. There you have the, uh, the awards coming up in December. And now you get a chance to hear one really cool conversation. Listen in. We, we have so much to talk about today. And so many incredible people to uh, to talk with as well. The the Voice Arts Awards coming up. Voice Acting's Biggest Night is Sunday, December 19th. Uh, this coming uh, December 19th at the uh, Guggenheim Museum in New York City. 200 uh, folks in the audience. So it's going to be a little bit smaller audience than they would normally have. But it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And and, and we've got we've got Joan. And Rudy with us. We've also got a, a guy who came out of St. Louis and then Cincinnati and then finally made his way to L.A. Uh, and uh, basically, when this dude was five years old, he told his parents when he grows up, he wants to be Porky the Pig, which his mother quickly said, Honey, you can't be Porky the Pig. You are Jewish. And uh, so then so then he went ahead and did it anyway because he obviously didn't listen to his mother. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. But this was also a lady who had served me bacon. Oh well. Oh. Now that now that's a great Jewish mom. That's, I mean, there's just yeah, there's a lot of wrong in that. It's just not only that, Bob, but you got to rehearse the role long before you got it. Yeah, no just kidding. by the bacon alone, there right? You there you go. You are what you eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. And you're a pig. I'm ch- I'm having chili, thank you, or fajitas. That's fine with me. Bob Bergen. Is our is our special guest on this uh, episode? It's an episode, isn't it? An ep- yeah, it's an episode. You know, we, now. we like to think it formally as an episode. Okay, it's know? an episode but here, and hopefully we'll all something. come out of this okay. I'm I'm, I'm hoping, but uh, <laughs> you know, the reason that we're talking with folks like Bob is is we want we want to promote the obviously the event, the the Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, obviously an incredible organization that really ties uh, voice actors around the country and around the world together. But we thought, well, who could we talk to uh, that, that we really uh, kind of a cool conversation? And, of course, uh, Rudy came up with Bob. And, and Bob, you're on. Uh, it's a good thing. Hey. It's a congratulations. That's right. I, you know, Bob Snellgrove Bergen. And I just want to know, um, with a name like <laughs> Snellgrove, uh, it sounds more like a Warner Brothers character than a middle name. So then I looked up Snellgrove. And I said, okay, I want to know where this name came from. And they, it's, it says it's a Midwestern, Northeastern kind of a name and all that kind of stuff. But you, do, what is this Snellgrove thing going? Let's get that out of the way in the beginning. Okay, Bob? I don't know what you're talking about. What is Snellgrove? <laughs> okay, well, obviously this man is in denial. Okay. <laughs> he, I haven't even had alcohol yet. I don't know what Snellgrove is. I, when I was a kid, I had to shovel sidewalks, so there was a snow. We had a grove behind our house, so... Okay. That's well, the best I can do. Okay. okay. Well, that's fine. Wow. I think we keep that this, adds we keep up, Bob. That adds up. Question number two, Bob, and it's not true and false. Uh, so how did Bob Bergen and Sovas get together and fall in love? Uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about that love story. What is snow Yeah. <laughs> that's a great comeback. What is Snellgrove? Snellgrove? What are you talking about here? It says your name, your middle name was Snellgrove. That's not your middle name? Where did you read that? 
on the internet. Isn't everything that's on the internet true, Bob? No? First of all, my name isn't really Bob Bergen. That was a stage what? name. Okay. What's your real name? What's your real name, Bob? I didn't know this. I know, but but Snowgrove, you, you researched oh, something that said my name was Snowgrove? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's on your Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Bob. It's on your Wikipedia. It's on my Wikipedia? Yeah. Yeah, and it says Robert. Robert is my middle name. Okay. That's, that's saying it's your first name. It's on your Wikipedia. Or, yeah, American voice actor Bob Bergen. And then in the description... Yeah. It's a whole other... It's well, a whole other... Let me just explain something. <laughs> Well, Wikipedia and IMDb are the most unreliable resources. I'm on my Wikipedia page. People, Robert Snellgrove Birkin? Yeah. Yeah. Freak is that? Hey, All right. if it's on Wikipedia. It's not yeah, true, no people. There's no me. Snell or Grove. I mean, I thought you guys were, like, pulling my leg. No, 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 no. We want to know, and we want to know the truth, oh, Bob. We want to know it now. Know. All right, so the my truth. real name, all right, I'm going to share this with you people because you asked, okay? Sure. It doesn't okay. come up in most interviews. Write this right? down. Write it down. Now, put Snell, put Snell Grove. <laughs> By the way, I will tell you right now, this is the most enjoyable interview I have ever done. Okay? Bob! <laughs> I'm just sharing that. But, but I'm also... As we're talking, copying and pasting Wikipedia <laughs> to my web person because yes. there, there shall be no snow growth in my past. Okay. Hey. My, my real name, all right, just, I just, I'm going to make this as quick as I can. So my legal okay. real name is Bernard Robert Berger. No. Yes. Now, I was named okay. after my mother's father. Okay. And when I was born, uh -huh. my mom... You know, she had a baby. My dad goes in. Cause these are the days when fathers weren't in the, the delivery room. And my dad walks in, and he says to my mom, I just want you to know that we're not calling our child Bernard. Bernard is 85 years old and feeds pigeons in a park. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so my middle name More is mom. Robert. They, they, they called me Bobby. Okay. Sure. Uh, I, move, I, 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 go, I qualify for SAG. I go to SAG, and I go to join. Oh. And they say, somebody has your name. Yeah. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, you can't have the same name as somebody else. There's already mm -hmm. a Bob Berger at SAG. Yeah. And I said, oh, wow. so I need a new name. She said, yeah. And I said, well, how much time do I have to think about it? And she says, well, honestly, initiation goes up tomorrow. And she starts typing away and typing away and typing away. And she looks at me and she goes, do you like Bergen? I said, well, I'm, she goes, I like Bergen. And she she prints up a thing, and she says, so you're now Bob Bergen. No. And that is how I got the name Bob Bergen. Oh no, Bob, okay. I did not know that. That is truly golden era classic. Don Pitts was my agent. I went to Don's office, and I'd only been with him for like a week. And I went up to him, and I said, I'm, I'm, my name's now Bob Bergen. And he said, why? I said, I don't know. A lady at SAG told me I had to. <laughs> And that's not that's not uncommon. It, what is it? No. It, it is it, what is it? William H Macy. I think he had to put the H. He put the H in there because there was already another yeah. William Macy. If I, I, I think I have the story right. My middle name is used too. Yeah, so and, my and, name was taken too, but I just added my middle name. Now I will tell you, I I, I, I used to rehearse the name before I got used to. It. And by the way, it's not legally changed. My credit cards, everything else says Bob Berger. Okay. But really, for, yeah, and I only use it for business. <laughs> and, and early on. I was trying it out, so I would make reservations under Bergen. And I called Spago when it was on Sunset, which is a <laughs> fancy, fancy restaurant. And they said, would it, will, will it be Miss Bergen's regular table? And I went, okay. And I had a great seat overlooking Sunset Boulevard. And all I kept wow. thinking was, boy, if Candace walks in, she's going to be pissed at me. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> See, but Bob, Bob you were destined. Too. You were destined at that point to me. When your name changed, that is so Hollywood, and that is so success. Yeah. I you will were tell destined. you, though, that I don't recommend it. It took me forever to get used to it, and I've, I, I used to have parties, and I had friends from high school and friends from business who some would call my mom Mrs. Berger, and some would call her Mrs. Bergen, <gasps> and then I had people come oh, up to me and say, God. I had your name wrong this whole time, because there are no credits on commercials. Nobody knows an actor's name. No, That's they true. really don't. That's no, very true. No. You know, okay, here's another thing that we're going to debunk right now and get it over with here, as long as we got uh, the... Tell, tell, tell it to Snellgrove. Okay, yeah, Snellgrove. <laughs> hey, Snellgrove. I'm not listening. 
So on Facebook, Mr. Snellgrove, um, uh, there's a picture of you that looks like you're in the Brady Bunch kitchen. Is oh, that was true. Okay. See, they that got something There's right. There, there was. That was I, the Snellgrove uh, family yeah, reunion day, that was one there. One day, Bob the Snellgrove. <laughs> um, all right. So, so, so here's, so here's, so here's the deal. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I'm buddies with Lloyd Schwartz, who's, whose dad created and produced the Brady Bunch. Right. Oh. And and the house was used for a reality show where they took the actual oh, that's exterior right. of the yeah. house and they adjusted the interior. So it looked like the the set. Mm-hmm. And so I called Lloyd and I said, "Hey, can I tour the house?" And he said, "Sure." Mm-hmm. So that was what that was all about. Okay, because I was going to say, if you had an orange and green uh, kitchen, I was going to have a conversation with you. That, that mid-century no, well, no, modern no, 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 is no, no. nice, you but had, that's it, too much. Uh, from what I understand, they had to go way back in time and find just crap all the colors to make it look authentic. Oh, it was a great I, show. It looked, yeah, it looked, it looked really authentic. It was pretty. It was pretty surreal. I laid down on, on Mike and Carol's bed. Oh my god! Now that that is surreal, Bob. You know what I did? You know, so when you walk in the front door, there's a closet to the to the to the right. Right. It I, wasn't I, there. I, I, uh, well, it was always there, but you never actually saw inside it. So I. I stood inside the closet. <laughs> I took a picture of myself underneath the stairs and looking up. I went to vantage points that you never saw on the show oh, just to get interesting, interesting. pictures. Yes. Yeah. But here's the... That's with, with oh, not with, why we're talking amazing. today, right, people? With, no, with that house, though. <laughs> with that house, guys. With that house, that was that was the the location house, but they actually didn't shoot inside that house. They only shot the outside. So when they redid that house, oh. they had to recreate the, the the house. They actually added on to the house to make it look like the Brady well, they, house. They, because, because the exterior and the interior uh, logistically didn't match in yeah. 1969. Uh-huh. It, was just, it just didn't match. Yeah. If you look at the house from the front, there's an upstairs... Where yes. if you look at the house on the inside, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, in fact, oh. um, they they couldn't right. pu- actually put the master bedroom where it would be on the show. They had to put it on the side of the house because it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Incredible! It was fun. I love really behind fun. the scenes. I there love behind the scenes. We're gonna have a test yeah, after I've this. By the way, going on in chat rooms between fans about. Aspects of that house that couldn't possibly be real or true, yeah. and, uh, and they studied these pictures carefully, watching the show to prove there couldn't be a kitchen on the left because the window in the living room is on the right, left, and right. you'd be able to see it from the backyard. Yeah. Well, when you're looking on the on the, on the opening credits or the opening of the show, and you see that window in the front of the house, that was yeah. actually that was actually glued on the exterior mm-hmm. of the facade <laughs> they used for the opening scenes. There was no upstairs there, but yeah. they wanted to put a, a, a window there to let the audience think huh. there must be an upstairs, but there was no upstairs. Okay. <laughs> well, we've solved that. What kind of burglar goes around patching windows on the people's houses? Well, <laughs> well people, people who, 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 like Paramount Studios, who says, yeah, can we use your house for about ten grand? They're like, sure, put a window. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Always wanted a window there. Sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Hey, exactly. When when you were growing up and God, I hope you grew up in Cincinnati a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I did actually. Okay, that, good. We're, we're, fact we're, check. Fact this check is good. Now. This we're, is good. We're looking up. Yeah. Ray got right. one right. That's right. No, I got two right so far. Uh, high school yearbook. <laughs> Bob Burger most likely to bop bop bop. What's the answer to that? Well, in high school first yearbook? of all, okay, if if we're going to go there, I went to high school here in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. You did. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. How I, did, I, why did you move to L.A.? I had no choice. Time. I was 14, and my dad said, I'm moving to Los Angeles. Yeah. And I said, bye, oh. we. And, <laughs> by the, and that was great for me because I wanted to do voices for cartoons. And I'm like, Dad, you're not, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't tease me, would you? So mm-hmm. I, I lucked out. My dad decided to take a job in Los Angeles when I was a You're kidding. Wow. That is lucky, Snell Grove. That is lucky. That is lucky. So Snellgrove moved to Los Angeles with his parents. Okay. There's a movie. No, seriously. Seriously, Bob, this story is becoming too classic for words. Seriously. Other names. 
Bob Bergan, B-E-R-G-A-N. Oh, this is so wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Bob, so wrong. Bob Bergan. Yes, Where did Bob Bergan begin? Where did Bergan begin? Bergan begin. Well, back in the beginning. So back to the question at hand here. What what did what did your high school yearbook say? What were you most likely to do? Do you know? Uh, the voice of Porky Pig. The voice of Porky Pig. I mean, you know, if no. I hadn't done that, then people would have gone, well, I can, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I was at my 10th high school reunion, and oh. I'd been doing Porky for a couple of years, and I bumped into an old math teacher. Now, this was... Uh, Mr. Rothfarb. Oh, how did I pull that name out? Mr. Sowell. I don't know. I know. Mr. I Rothfarb, know. when I was about 15, 16, calls me to the front of the class, gives me a piece of chalk to figure out some math problem. And I put the chalk down, and I looked at him, and I said, you know what? I'm going to be Porky Pig. I don't need to know this stuff. Oh, wow. And so wow. at my 10th high school reunion, he happened to be there, and he goes, are you still doing those stupid voices? And I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> Wait, he actually said... Stupid voices? <laughs> he did. He did. Okay. Well, they are stupid huh. voices. They <laughs> just pay a lot of money. That's all. Okay. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, here's the here's the thing. I I didn't go to college. I I did. There, you couldn't major in, in Porky Pig in college. You could major in theater. But no. I got my first agent, my first job a week out of high school. Now, my mom thought I was going to college because. I went to Cal State Northridge, and I went to their student bookstore, and I bought the books. And I went and left the house every day. So, because you don't tell a Jewish mother you're not going to college, it's just, you you won't won't eat that night. We need to add that to the Wikipedia. Or any night. Or any night, Bob. No. You bought the books and would walk out of the house. I I spent a full, my mom was, when she found out the truth, she was more angry that I wasted my money on the books. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
So he said, look, put a few voices down on a tape recorder, and if I like it, I'll give it to my agent. So I did that, and he liked it, and his agent, Don Pitt, at the time, was at Cedar oh, Sinai. Wow. He'd had a heart attack or a stroke or something. I don't know what he had. But he was, he was in an oxygen tent. And Casey went to the hospital, and no. with a little portable tape recorder through the plastic of the oxygen tent played my demo. <laughs> What? And then, a, and then a few weeks later, Don, Don, Don recovered, and he called me up, and he said, so, kid, I think you're very uh, uh, talented, and I'd like to represent you. And I said, well, mister, I don't know what represent you means, but I got, I'm still in high school. I don't graduate till June, so as long as it's after three, okay. Now, oh, I did not Bob, know. Bob, I did not know Bob. that this man represented Mel Blanc, June Foray, Casey Kasem, Orson Welles, Paul Winchell, oh, you... Janet Waldo. I mean, the creme de la creme of voiceover. So I hit the jackpot Whoa. with my yes, first agent. But Bob, so that was... but Bob this, this is outrageous, your story. I mean, really. I know. Like, I you know, were destined. You were destined. Yeah. Well, I, you know Big what? Here's, time. The, here's the thing. I mean, and, I, and, and after this all happened, my mom and I went to, to a, a, a taping of America's Top 40 and I brought Casey a bottle of wine. And wow. And I said, I said, just out of curiosity. And don't take this the wrong way, but why did you do this for me? Because he didn't know me from Adam. And he said, because mm-hmm. you're going to pay it forward and do it for everybody else throughout the rest of your career, Whoa. which I've kind of done because, you know, Joe yeah, yeah. Judy, we all do, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what, the, that's what the Voice Arts Award is. That's what Sovis is. This is paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Absolutely, Bob. Wow. Wow. What a great and way. And you to also do it. I mean, I, I see you on social media chiming in on various questions that people come up with, whether they're complete novices or whether they're, uh, you know, journeymen or, 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 you know, pros, you chime in with very thoughtful insights that help people figure things out. And it's really wonderful that you do that. And it takes some time to get through to those folks sometimes, and you, you put in the time. And you well, make it happen. I also, totally I'm also honest. Too. I'm very honest. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like excuses. I don't like people saying, yeah, but I don't, there's no yeah, but. If you really want to do this, you're just going to do it. Yeah. And by the way, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it. There is exactly there is there is I'm the promo voice of CBS, and there's I'm just having a blast doing stuff with my friends and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's serious business, Bob. Doing the kind of networking that you ended up doing, although you may not have known it was networking, but you were networking, and also it took a lot of courage. Although you didn't well, probably realize it. I didn't realize it because I figured when I was a kid, hey, listen, if you want to be a doctor, call a doctor and say, how do I, how do I become a brain surgeon? If you want to become mm-hmm. a baseball player, call a baseball player. I just knew that's that this right. what I wanted to do. When I was 16, I was in an all-day Saturday workout group with, oh, you guys, Don LaFontaine, Danny Dark, Jack Angel, uh... Steve Schatzberg. I mean, the creme de la creme. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Don best, used to tell me about this Facebook, I mean, about this reading group. This workout group? Don was amazing. Yeah. And then Don, and then Don would let me go with him on a, in, his, in, his, in his limo. And, in the limo. And spend the day doing, doing, doing the stuff. But yeah. these, these, I got the best education during lunch because that's when they told me war stories and they gave me advice. And the yeah. best advice mm-hmm. Don gave me, I think it was Don. It was either Don or Danny Dark, but I think it was Don. And Don said, always carry yourself as a successful, busy actor and never break character. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I said, that Don, is you great ever, I, said, I said, Don, do you ever have slow times? He goes, yeah, but nobody knows it. <laughs> Every actor has slow times. Of course, right? I mean, it, it, that would be, un, un, like, un, that wouldn't even be normal. If, and if you didn't, well, that well, this would be... Taking Don's advice, I'm going to have to say I, I don't have any slow time as an actor. Never have. <laughs> of I've never been never an actor or a voice actor, but uh, no slow time as a voice actor for me. Always well, good. look, look, if you're doing it right, when you're not working or auditioning, there aren't enough hours in the day to do the marketing that we need to do. So there, it's, it should right. never be slow for you. But you know, look, diversity is well, really important true. as a voice actor. If you're if you're if it's slow for commercials, it's busy for cartoons. If it's slow for cartoons, if you're doing narration, if it's slow for narration, you're doing audio. Totally, books, so the more, Bob, yeah. totally true. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But there's so always something major are... you can do in the times always. that are downtimes. Always. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. So, Bob, you know, thinking about that and and those mentoring opportunities and seeing seeing you mentor to up and coming talent on you know, Facebook groups and everything. You know, what was some of the advice that you got um, from those guys? You know, not all days are going to be sunshine and rainbows, you know, in, in this industry. And, and when those rainy days come, what are some things that you learned uh, from those guys? Oh boy. You know, I got, I got lucky because I, I, I got into this business and I rub, I decided to rub elbows with the people who had the career I wanted. I didn't talk to mm-hmm. people in, in my classes. I didn't talk to people who were trying to get in. I talked to the people who, I mean, June Foray, I'd, I'd known since I was, Fourteen. I, I, I just, oh. I just, wow. I just rubbed elbows with people I knew. I mean, people I wanted to, I wanted to work with. The, the advice I got from Don was, was gold. Dawes Butler, I studied with for like ten years off and on. Oh, really? Dawes told hmm. me, um, want it, want it more than anybody else. Be willing to do more than everybody else. Get there mm-hmm. early. Be willing to stay late. Nice goes a long way, and never mm-hmm. be and never be offended by the word elitist, because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who are jealous are going to say you're an elitist because you demand the True. best, and True. you just wear that as a badge of honor and say you're absolutely right. <laughs> wow. That's very right. true, Bob. And people are, you know what? Look, I'm, I I demand so much of myself but I demand the same thing for my students. And if somebody doesn't want the best, that's okay too. But if somebody says, I want the best, I'm going to say, look, so here's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And if they say, yeah, I'm going to go back. Yeah, but, no, don't yeah, but me. I'm sorry. Don't (laughs) Don't yeah, but. I mean, for for five years, for five years, I I got, I signed with Don when I was 18. And for the next five years, I worked five days and seven nights a week in odd jobs. To, mm-hmm. to, to be able to afford to eat. Because I wasn't working yes. after from the very beginning. You've got, you've got to pay your dues. And that's another thing. You do have to pay your dues. No one gets in, you know, kind of like by luck. But you have to pay your dues. And yeah. also, paying your dues prepares you for the next sure. step or the next level. So you want to pay your dues because you want to be ready, truly ready for the next level. And and those of us that work and are, are fortunate to be able to make a living at this, we study. Mm-hmm. I've got coaches I work with. If I'm if it's between me and somebody else for a new network promo job, you bet I'm going to call a coach. Of course, of course I'm going to call a coach. Right? Dave, Dave Walsh is going to get a phone call really fast, and I'm going to say, "Buddy, I hope you're not traveling." <laughs> Jeff Howell. I mean, but, I can go on really? and on. The people that I rely on. To, to, to be there for me if I need some coaching? You bet. Of course. We're in a business where coaching is vital. It doesn't matter if you're Merle Street. It doesn't matter if you're Bob Bergen, yeah. right? When you reach out to someone for coaching, for promos, for example, and you haven't been doing that for a while, what are you looking to get from that kind of a session that you don't well, already have within you? Well, you know, what I've got in me is I'm a trained actor and I've done, I've worked. What I'm looking for, like, like I coach animation. What I'm looking for in a promo uh, coach is, okay, what, what am I doing that's not relevant today? You know this network. You know this station. There are five billion mm-hmm. stations out there now. There were three when I got into voiceover. So if I'm right. auditioning, uh, it's between me and somebody else for the new voice of MeTV, which is classic TV. Okay, right. what are they looking for? What is the trend? Do you know if they're changing the branding of the station? There's so much you ask for a mm. coach. When, when people come to me for animation, if they're right. auditioning for a cartoon, I'm going to say to them, so what's the network? What time of day is it on? Who is casting it? Who's the executive producer? Let's do some research. So you go on IMDb, and you go, okay, you're auditioning mm. for a new uh, Marvel cartoon. What's it going to be on? It's going to be on Amazon. Who's casting it? Colette Sunderman. Let's see what Colette's done it with Marvel. Oh, my goodness, she's done the Hulk. She's done Marvel's Avengers Assemble. She's done various Spider-Man cartoons. Who's the producer? The same producer of these shows. Let's go to YouTube and watch some episodes of these shows. It's very cinematic. It's not cartoony. It's very mm-hmm. conversational. 
So now you're getting a feel. This is what a coach does. A coach yes. does a lot of this logistic work. They, they're, they're just very hands-on and in sync with what the industry is all about. And they take this talent, by the way. If you're not a good actor, it's, no, it doesn't matter who your coach is. But you have to be take... a little detective. Oh, totally you have detective. To be, oh, my yes. God. I, I, say, I, say, I say Columbo meets Murder, she wrote. Yes. Big <laughs> time. But I always yeah. make fun of it. Like, you've got to be a little detective here. You have to be a detective, and you yeah. have to be, and you have to get good at it. Yeah. If you're and going then, to embody. Correct. A hundred percent agree with you, Joan. And then I'll, I'll also mm. tell people that's take one, and then take two is think outside the box. Yes, absolutely. Take, yeah. Take 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 two is they're holding auditions because they don't know what they want. So logistics tell you with all this detective research, this is kind of what they're probably looking for. But right. they may not That's be right. so. So do a take two that is the polar opposite. A to show that you've got range, but also to show if I'm if this isn't if I'm not right, then let's take you in this direction. Exactly, and we're in the business of being specific in front yeah. of that microphone. Oh, being yeah. specific is what it's all about, and that's why being the little detective really pays. Um, it really lands on being specific. So if you, the more specific you are, the more, to me, um, you're showing up fully in front of the microphone. And then at that point, you can play. You can think outside the box. But you can't think outside the box if you don't, if you don't even get the, the general realm of things. Agree, 100%. Very specific important. is one of my it's favorite words when it comes to pursuing this business. Yeah, yes. Be specific. See, I yes. love, I love this uh, because you know, you, uh, you know, in the world of voiceover now, uh, it's so common to hang up a shingle and you know, hey, I'm a coach. Um, very common. You no, know, very and, <laughs> and and to be able to to be able to listen to to Bob to be able to listen to that that philosophy Real to realize stuff, that's yeah. that's the yeah. that's the way it's done. That's the way it's done at that level. Yeah. That's, that's awesome information. Bruce and I are sitting here listening uh, in on the conversation that you guys are having and saying, oh, yeah, this is good. This is really this good. Is very good. Rudy, Joan, and Bob, you're doing a great job. I'm, I think this is wonderful. Hey, I got a question for you, Bob. Do you know Ernie Anderson or do you remember Ernie Anderson? Or did you ever work with him? Ernie was in that group. Ernie was. Okay. Okay. Ernie was in that workout group. He didn't come a lot. He was kind of cranky, but he was in that group. Yeah. What do you mean he was cranky? Come on now. Come on. Exactly. Take two. Exactly. But he was. All, he was also a genius. Yes. He. he we have a connection with Ernie. I. One of my. Uh, being from Cleveland, he. He was in Cleveland at one time. He was a character with, called uh, with Tim Conway. With Tim Conway, he was called Goulardi. Goulardi. There we go. But but he 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 stayed with a a, a radio personality from WNBC 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 big, big Wilson <laughs> Big Wilson was a jock and he lived in Cleveland. He went to NBC. His son JJ was one of my personalities in Miami, and JJ came to me. He said, "Man, um, I'm I'm got to quit. I'm going to LA." Ernie invited me out to LA to teach me the voiceover business. And it reminds me of your story. It reminds me of somebody who has given mm. back, given back, given back. And and hopefully J.J. did yeah. good out there. I don't know whether he did. But uh, it, wouldn't it be cool to have an Ernie Anderson tutor out there? Holy cow. Love it. You know, the, 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 the thing about the voiceover industry, and Joan and Rudy, uh, you guys just are the – if you look up generous voiceover people in the dictionary, you'll see Joan and Rudy. But Joan, Rudy. It's a generous group. It's a generous group. It is. You know, it it, is. It's, 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 if you go to the Voice Arts Awards or if you go to the, to, the, to the workshops you guys do, it's a love fest. That's voiceover? Yeah, that's voiceover. Truly. It's a freaking love fest. Uh, you'll, see the, you'll see the top coaches in the hallway between sessions talking to students and giving them their time. It is just, and it's Truly. been that way, guys, I think since, I, at least I got into business, and before, I think because of, well, the anonymity, I think helps a lot. I you know, think people... that's I think that's true, Bob. I think it's because of that. Because if you look at the demand of on on camera actors, they're con you know they get a certain kind of attention that after a while they don't want. They may want it at first, but they don't want it later. 
So they don't get that kind of attention. But I think it piles up a little bit, the energy of wanting to give back, of wanting to connect, especially being in a booth all the time. We're not necessarily connecting face-to-face with people. But I think the best people I've ever met in show business and the best-kept secret are voice actors. They are so much more entertaining because they're not necessarily, you know, kind of hounded for entertainment, just even on a talk show. So it's like the best-kept secret to me in show business are voice actors. You know, it's funny funny because I remember sitting at, at jazz at Lincoln Center next to Lily, and Nancy uh-huh. Wright was there, and, you know, all these oh, voice oh, actors, the and, and all these, yeah. and Lily kept turning to me saying, I don't belong here, I'm not that good, and I, <laughs> and I was what? like, sweetie, Wrong. sweetie, you're fine, yeah. you're good. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Well, that, exactly, a sense Bob. of humility exactly. from Lily. Huh? That's, that's what that was. You don't have to deal with she the She said the same thing at June Foray's memorial, because she spoke at June's memorial with... Oh, really? On, stage, uh-huh. on oh. stage was Candy Milo and Nancy Cartwright and all these wonderful actresses who carried the torch after June, and Lily goes, what am I doing here? Wow. Well, isn't that kind of <laughs> interesting... That somebody of that stature would look at the yeah. voice actors and go, I, I, don't, I don't live up to these people. Well, you know, you do, yeah. mm-hmm. but I understand where she's coming from because... Yeah, it's really a high right. compliment. Right, right. Yeah, and, exactly. And a, sign exactly. Of her, and a sign of her genius and humility. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. says it all. That Definitely. says it all about Tomlin, no doubt about it. You know, Mr. Stelgrove, uh, a comedian, a voice actor, or a teacher... When the heck are you going to grow up, Bob? Uh, what do you want oh. to be when you grow up? What do you think? Uh, yeah. No. yeah it's, never. It, uh, I, thank you, Joan. Thank you. Never. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny you say that because I don't feel grown up, but I do pay taxes. So how does that work? <laughs> you heard it first, IRS. He pays taxes. Yes. Yeah, just build the snow grove. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Start putting that on your no, tax I don't, returns. I don't, I don't ever want to grow up. I love what I do. I think, I, I tell my students this, that there are no guarantees when you go out there and study and pursue. But when you're hopefully well into your 90s or older and on that deathbed, boy, regret is so much worse than failure. Yeah, I would oh, yeah. rather have said, yeah. boy, yeah. I tried, but I didn't do it, than go, man, what if I just taken that first voiceover class? Yeah. No, truly, that is. I think that is yeah. absolutely true, and I have experienced that in other areas. But yes, it's absolutely not that I didn't try, but that up. I didn't see it through. Hey, well, Bob, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Question, Bob: Did anybody ever tell you you really sucked at what you do? Or, <laughs> or wow, has has it always yeah. been wonderful? I won't, I won't mention names. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm at my first voiceover class. I'm 14 years old. I'm in a half body cast because I just had major leg surgery. Wow. And there was a guest instructor. Hey, uh, Jonah Rudy, I'll tell you the name off the air. Okay. But but you're going to go, no. But I'll tell you the name off the air. So the guest teacher hands me this really gritty R-rated trailer. To, to read now, guys, you understand that I'm I'm 57 years old, and I'm not going to say on a trailer rated R under 17, not admitted without parents, because I'm the I'm the I'm the GPG guy, okay? Right, right. And I read I read this copy, and I have this all on tape, and this very sweet person says with a smile, "Do you love your parents?" And I thought that was an odd question, mm-hmm. and I said, "I do." Yeah, why? And he goes, well, if you love your parents, then you're going to give up this pipe dream of voiceover because you have <gasps> absolutely no talent at this. Wow. What? Yeah. Now, understand, my voice had not changed. And I, and I, right. I never had an acting class. It was my first voiceover class. All right. I'm 14. Four years later, I'm on my first cartoon series where I got my SAG card, and I walked in and I saw this person. And I said to this person, Oh, really? Yeah, I said to this person, now you may not remember me, <laughs> but four, four years ago you said I had no talent at voiceover. I'm playing four characters today. How about you? Oh, and Bob, and Bob, that's why yeah. 
People shouldn't say that to anyone because no you kidding, don't know what's inside somebody. I think that's the person know. that put the Snell Grove, by the way, in the Wikipedia. That's yeah, who, that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's the it. person that's that did it. it. That's it. Now we know. Well, Joan, 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 to go where you're going, I have never told a mm. student don't do this because me neither. Who am it's I not to up tell to me. somebody they don't got yes. it? Because maybe it's today it's they don't got it. It's not up to me. That's right. And if you can, and, yes, and lousy actors get lucky breaks all the time. Thank you. And who am I to say that? Exactly. I'm no one to say that. I don't know your dreams, what's inside of you, what, what, you know, extraordinariness will come out of you at some point when you learn more. Right. Now, I've I've had students where I've said to them, save your money on voiceover, go study acting. Go study improv, yes. and then come ba- mm-hmm. and then come back to voiceover. Ah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's different, though. So that's Very different, tight. and it's cheaper. some of my students who I said that to, or some of my students who realized, well, shoot, I don't have what it takes. They became agents. They became casting directors. They became producers. Thank you, writers. Thank you. And why not? And you and that path—that—that's what took him to that path. You don't know. You you can't tell someone they can't do it. I just I that really bothers me. I agree. That really bothers me. And and, and I would and, never and, say and, that. And, and, and again, off the air, I'll tell you guys who that was. Okay. <laughs> no, no way. <gasps> but but you know what? Um. And and by the way, this person and I were close friends now. Wow. Oh, really, Bob? Oh, no, sure. You know, time, uh, healing, whatever. But the bottom line is, Joan, you're absolutely right. Who are we to tell somebody no? Exactly. Per- perhaps this isn't their moment. Yeah. Right. And also, you never know what you're going to learn and how that's going to manifest for you. Right. You just don't know, especially getting training, you know, at a high level. You don't know where you'll be a year from there. I'm still learning. So who am I to tell you you can't do it? Right. Mm-hmm. I'll ask the question. It's a good thing. I want to find out about you. You're connected with uh, First Lady Barbara Bush. You, you've done some things. Uh, I'm um, connected with her. She's dead. Yeah, Barb, I'll be right with you. Yeah. No, she's... It was she's, in Wikipedia. She was... That's right. Yes. Barbara <laughs> Snellgrove Bush. Barbara Snellgrove Bush, you know her. <laughs> Okay, Mrs. Bush's story time, but you were actually at the uh, the White House for your participation. You uh, you were you read for a radio program, is that right, Bob? Oh. So so Barbara Bush had a radio show called, I think, yeah, Mrs. Bush's story time, and right. I was doing hmm. uh, what did they want me for? Sylvester Junior. Sylvester and Sylvester Junior reading with Mrs. Bush, and my agent said, it doesn't pay a dime, it's for charity, would you do it? I said, of course. So I go to the studio, and if he's not there, she did her stuff in D.C., so oh. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. So a few months later, I get this very thick envelope, an no. invitation to the White House in <gasps> recognition for my work with Mrs. Bush, and I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody was, like, you know, pranking me. So I called the phone. I said, "Hi, I'm calling the wow. artist VP to Mrs. Bush," and they said, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, you need to you need to get fingerprinted, and you need oh, this is real, okay." Mm-hmm. So wow. I took my mom to the White House, and we had uh, we had a reception with Mrs. Bush, and it was phenomenal. Wow, Good boy, for you. Bob. <laughs> Bob's Another a busy guy. Real moment. Bob's yeah, a busy I, guy. I will, I, will, I, will, I will tell you that that. Um, the the Marines host all of these events in the White House, yeah. and this young yeah. Marine comes up to me and my mother, and he, he he talks like this. He talks like he's a good old Southern boy, and he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> "I got to tell you, we we we've had we've had Elizabeth Taylor here, we've had Zsa Zsa Gabor, but wow, yeah. Porky Pig and his mother, this is great." <laughs> <laughs> Now this is this is this is pertinent, and and I came back to the luncheon, and my mom looked at me. And she goes, "What did you do?" I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You you look different." I said, "Really?" Mom, in the bathroom, they've got presidential seal hand towels and toilet paper. <gasps> I am loaded. I just stuffed my pocket. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my God! My mom goes, "You can't take that stuff." And I said, "Mom, it's toilet paper. I'm not taking the silverware." <laughs> 
So when we came back, I gave out I gave out presidential steel toilet paper as gifts. Wow, Bob, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I've got a few sheets oh left. I'll give you some. God. Oh my God, Bob, <laughs> that is to. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Bob the collector. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit I'm a bit of a of a pop culture hoarder. Yeah. yeah. So what's the craziest Definitely. thing you've got collected in your collection? I can't I can't mention that on the air. Okay, okay. Well. <laughs> okay, okay, I will. Let's see if I get if, if I get in trouble, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I was a tour guide at Universal Studios the first five years mm-hmm. of my voiceover career. That's how I paid the bills. My mm-hmm. last day on the tour, I told the tram driver to stop in front of the psycho house. I ran up the hill. Oh. To the front porch, I, I I I I I grabbed part of the railing and I tugged it, and it came off, and the house didn't fall on me. <laughs> and I put I put it down my pants, and I walked like Fred Sanford back to the tram. <laughs> and people who are young won't know that reference. <laughs> and so on my wall, I have I have I collect life masks. So I've got life masks of famous celebrities. I've got one of Alfred Hitchcock, and next to him is a chunk of the Psycho House. Oh my God! Oh my God, Bob! That is which has nothing to do with my voiceover career. There's a statute of limitations. I'm a bit of a kleptomaniac. Don't do not have me at your studio. (laughs) No, no, we don't have any mics here. Our our toilet paper is pretty bland here. You know those gorgeous, Rudy John. You know those gorgeous windows at Jazz overlooking. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I I took those. Yep. No, 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 no! I didn't take those. I did not take those. I, I do wanna, think you should. I, I do think you should do an autobiography. You should call it a chunk of the psycho house. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you Wait, go. Wait, that's brilliant. I want to know. I want to know what's different about the White House toilet paper that's so special. Can you tell me that? It has the presidential seal on it. It had a little picture of the White House on it. Right on every sheet. So, so the, the, yeah. So depending if you like the, the, the current administration <laughs> using it, could be. Either just a need, <laughs> or it could be a statement. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Bob, I, 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 I'm starting to get the vibe that we're pushing you to get into trouble somehow. Um, but I want to ask, you know, because with great power comes great responsibility. What is the most <clears throat> unique thing that you have done with this Porky Pig voice? You guys. Okay, can I just share? I mean, Joan and Rudy will will will, will back me on this because we do a million and five interviews for our career, and you guys ask great questions. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You do. You do. We all wrote right. them down you, right? so right. that we will remember right. them. That's good. All right, and all right. So, about a week after nine eleven, I'm with some friends. We went out for dinner. And it was late at night, and we we decided to go to Krispy Kreme. Okay. And we pulled into the drive-thru, and this, this lady <gasps> said, may I take your order? And I said, I said, well, give me a minute, because we haven't decided what we want. And then this male voice came on and said, let me know when you're ready. And I said, ooh, you changed your voice. And then she came back, and she said, yes, I did. Now you change yours. Oh, that was <laughs> and I looked. And looked at my friends, and I ordered a dozen glazed donuts like Porky Pig. (laughs) (laughs) And there was was a long pause. Uh And she said, please, please pull forward to the second window. And I pulled forward to the second window, and she handed me three dozen donuts. And I said, I don't think you understood me. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. We understood everything you said. This is the first time we have had a laugh since 9-11. These are on the house. Oh, my. Whoa. Oh, my. I looked at my friends, and I said, let's go to a Porsche dealer next. What I find interesting is that that was the answer to their question. Yeah. That's I what I find really yeah. interesting, Bob. Bob. That was the and answer. I, and I, and I, I never, never, ever, ever <laughs> uh, just, like, play the pig card, you know, because you know, that's uh-huh, the nice thing uh-huh. about being a voice actor. Nobody knows who you are unless you're a Comic-Con and then everybody knows who you are. Right. Yeah. But, but, but I was like, oh, well, this is an opportunity. What the heck? I've got a question for you here, Bob. What is the, the one job that you've yet to get that you'd love to land? Something out there. Is there something out there that yeah, you're that, hungry I for? I get that question a lot. And, and the answer is, I won't know it until I get it. Okay. Love it. 
Love it. Nice. Love I mean, the thing is, is I'm it. very, very fortunate that, you know, I'm very well known for a franchise, Looney Tunes, but it's like mm-hmm. 10% of my annual income. The majority of the stuff I do, unless you stay for credits or commercials don't have credits, nobody knows it's me, but... um yeah, I'm auditioning every day for that next big thing. And so mm-hmm. so my goal yes. is that before I say that's all, folks, I want SpongeBob. <laughs> I want Bart Simpson. I want that original something-something yeah. that just lasts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've mm-hmm. got some things happening right now, but they haven't been on for 30 years because I haven't done them for 30 years. You know, we know Tom. Mm. Did you want us to call Tom and tell him that you want it? I mean, maybe he's no, ready to it. give no, it up. You know, he wants he wants an original character, exactly. Like oh, Tom, okay. as opposed to his job. He doesn't want his job. He, okay, Tom he keeps wants his job. Yeah, character. I want I want I want yeah. something. I hear you. Know, you. I hear you, Bob. Yeah, and 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 yeah. you know, we 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 all those of us who work don't take it for granted. I don't take anything right. for granted, mm-hmm. but. You know, I have never had that. I created this. This is mine, and it is in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, Not well, yet. You know, though. we'll see. We'll see. But I have no complaints. Mm. If, it, if it never happens, yeah. I can't. I can't complain. You'd still be, you know, on cloud nine. Sure. If it, if it never happened, right? Yeah. Totally get it. And this is what makes our industry so vibrant and fun and exciting and deep and wonderful. It's people like Bob. Yeah. Um, totally. Know, it, 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 what, what we're hearing here over the past, and we've been talking almost an hour now, what we're hearing here over the past hour is somebody, three people who are absolutely in love with this business and just taking a ride. It's like, it's, it's a good thing. One question for you, Bob. Um, will, when will you ever... said more than once. Okay, one more, one more. Okay, Mr. Snowgrove, one more. When you decide to unplug your microphone and go buy a rocking chair at the Home Depot, when will that happen or will that never happen? Uh, what's the deal? I don't think it'll ever happen. You know, yeah, I, never, the nice, never. The nice thing about this business is um, it's portable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, there yeah. was a time I never took a vacation because I was so afraid I'd miss something, and so now... I just take my travel gear with me, and if it's... Oh, I'll give you an example. Um, a couple of years ago, I was on. I was at the Ritz-Carlton in Santa Barbara overlooking the beach on a three- or four-day weekend getaway, just uh, get out of Los Angeles, and I get that, that text from my agent, last-minute audition. Well, I always carry my portable gear, and, it, and Joan, really, right? It's not, mm. it's not work if you love what you do, so it's okay to take no. a few minutes out to audition. Totally, and you yeah. don't think twice about it. It's not an interrupting you anything else. Forward to it. Okay, you guys, I forgot my cords. Uh, I had the mic, what? but I forgot the things that plug everything in. Right. Really? So I literally held my iPad over oh. my head, and I spoke into the mic in the iPad, oh. reading the copy off my iPad. And Bob, long story short, Bob. Long story this sounds short, like I, something that would happen to me. Mm-hmm. Please, we're human. <laughs> right. But I'm, I just started. I just started season two of the series that I booked. So the bottom line is, you make it work. If you love what you do, it's about it's about the character. It's about the acting. It's not mm-hmm. about you know. And by the way, I also emailed it to myself just to hear what it sounded like. It's it sounded. I couldn't hear the people frolicking in the ocean out, outside. Yeah. It sounded fun. love it. Wow. Love it. Flexibility. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to retire. Joe and Rudy, do you guys want to retire? No. No, I don't I just don't look at life that way. Yeah. But I, I, I do think... want a vacation every year that yeah. I do want. There you yeah, go. I may I may I may, you know, want, I may, I may, may say to my agent, me, let, let, but I won't be the one who initiates it. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. well I might I'm I might say, Look, I'm going to Europe for six weeks and I will research right. studios in Europe if I want to work if something major comes up. Yeah. But you know, that's that's also forty years of doing what we love and mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to do that. But we're also we're gypsies. We're actors. This is what we do. Yeah. We, we, acting feeds your soul the way food feeds your body. And I am yeah. as happy mm. in my home booth at an audition 
as I am at Disney doing a film because I just like to create. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's the name of the game, creating. Yeah. Well, obviously, you got a wonderful note to end on. Yeah, no, you guys yeah. are doing what you love, and in in Society of Voice Arts and Sciences is amazing. Again, the event is coming up on the nineteenth of December at the Guggenheim. Uh, the Voice Arts Awards. There are so many things going on. Podcasting is now a part of that. Bob, do you have a podcast? Or you need mm-hmm. you need one if you don't have one. Okay. I don't have one, and the reason I don't is because there are so many really good ones out there, and yeah. I don't have anything different to add. If I ever do, maybe I will. But yeah. man, there's just it's 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 out there. For, and I and I'm as you said, I'm pretty active on social media. Yeah. Well, you're, right. You're, you're active mm-hmm. a lot. Obviously, you got uh, you got mm-hmm. some good instructions from your parents a long time ago because that's what you've taken into this career. Uh, could you give a quick uh, COVID message for getting the vaccine from Marvin the Martian, please, if you don't mind? <laughs> Again, you guys ask great questions. I've never had that before. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to blow up the Earth, but I can't because we don't have the COVID vaccine on Mars. So I will preserve the Earth, and if there's a needle long enough, would you please vaccinate me and canine, and then I'll destroy Venus. <laughs> okay. Bob, thank you, Bob. Bob. Bergen. Standing O, Bob. Standing O. But that wait, was- but wait, there's more. I have tears in my eyes. But wait, there's more. Yeah. Come on, That's- Mr. Selgrove, please. Uh, there's more. Uh, 1930s yeah. and 1980s. There's a difference in saying goodbye. Uh, to, or that's that's all, folks, uh, which you do so well. Uh, and you, you differentiate that when you were asked to do that. You say, well, you want the 1930s or the 1980s version of uh, Mr. Black. So uh, yeah. would you like to give us one of now, those as we, as we exit this podcast? Now, why don't you people do your research? Come on. Don't be slackers. <laughs> okay. Right, so Mel, Mel, Mel Blank, the day he got his first Porky Pig job, and he wasn't the original voice of Porky Pig. He took mm-hmm. over for a guy that oh. really stuttered. Oh wow! And and Warner Brothers used to have a court jest a court jester who would come out at the end of a cartoon, and it started with with a falsetto like Mickey Mouse. He used to say "So long, folks," and then eventually he would say "So long, folks." Well, they decided <laughs> let's have Porky do that. Hey, Mel, you're the new voice of this pig. How would you say it? His very first day. He said, that's all, folks. They used it for six years mm-hmm. at the end mm. of these cartoons. And he mm. evolved and changed the character. And the voice changed and, the, and the, the formula changed and everything. So the early Porky That's All, folks, was very, that's all, folks. <laughs> and so he eventually became, in the way I like to do it, kind of like 1953, 56, Duck Dodgers, mm. Drip Along Daffy era of Chuck Jones, Porky Pig. That's so intimate of you, Bob. That that way is very intimate. It is. Listen, listen. It's, yeah. it's, just, us. Lovely. it's just us. It's just us talking. I, mean, I can be intimate. There you go. Exactly. You, you do that exactly. real good there, Bob. Thank you very much. I, um, um, I try. <laughs> I try. Well, Rude. Ray, this has been great. I'm sure you're going to sign yeah. off now. Let us all go have dinner. Or, yeah, and, actually. Uh, we're gonna on, the coast, on the East Coast. We've been an hour and a half here. Coast, please have a midnight cocktail. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't see you. dinner. It's too late for dinner, folks. Uh, Joan Baker, Rudy Gaskins, Bob Bergen, Ray Schillens, Bruce Abbott, all together on one wonderful conversation. You guys. So much fun, you guys. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Always a joy. Well, I can only say (laughs) that I enjoyed that a whole bunch, and I hope you did too. That was fun. That was God, I love these people. I love these people. Can you see why it's true? What what Bob had said, you do something you love. You never work a day in your life, and he has never worked a day in his life, but he makes a lot of money not doing that stuff, so it's a good thing. Voice Arts Award coming up in uh, December the 19th. uh, That's a Sunday. It'll be at the Guggenheim Museum. There is a, a, a smaller audience because of the COVID uh, situation, but there's going to be a lot of great people there. And, of course, if you want to participate, 
not only as a voice actor, there are so many categories, and this year they have added the category of podcasting. What a great idea. Well, and, and Bob may be there. He, he probably will steal something from the bathroom or maybe like a, a prop. Only or, if it's good toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, you know, if it's a good toilet paper, he'll take it. But uh. People steal toilet paper, too. It's, and they, Bob's not the only one, okay? But uh, White House, please please don't uh, be mad at Bob. Secret Service nice are going to be following him around. I don't, yeah, probably so. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good thing. Thank you for listening to Feel the Ad Love. Hey, visit us at RadioLoungeUSA.com. Also, check out, again, Sovas.org. Uh, hey, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, do that, and you'll never miss a podcast. Because how could you miss some kind of interview like that? That was, that was gold. Yeah. That was gold. Uh, your rating on iTunes will also help us grow. So don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. I know that there's a lot of voiceover Facebook groups that would love to hear this interview with Bob. Because not only was yeah. it a lot of fun, but there was some tremendously valuable information that he provided. So make sure you share that uh, share that on uh, social media, in your Facebook groups, and on your uh, your voiceover page. Uh, until next time, hey, come to the lounge. Feel the ad love. We love having you with us. So thanks for listening. It's a production of Radio Lounge, copyright 2021. I'm Ray Shillins. And I'm Bruce Abbott. Thanks so much again to Rudy and Joan. The foundation, the cornerstone of SOVAS, the Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, for not only being a part of our podcast, but just doing the great things that they do in the voiceover world. These are really, really good people. Uh, Don't forget, sign up for that free e-newsletter. It's a good thing, SOVAS.org, and get on the list and become a part of this incredible organization with now almost 30 thousand people engaged with Sobos. That is cool. That's all, folks.